Okay, welcome everybody. Um, my name is Michael Mason, the director of the Middle East Centre here at LSE. I'm not the advertised chair, my colleague Ian Black, who is unfortunately ill, so I've stepped in for him. Um, but everything else is the same in terms of the advertised talk, the speaker, the content. Um, the talk is entitled Transitional Justice in Israel-Palestine Lessons from Colombia. Our guest speaker is Dr. Yoav Kapshuk from Kinemark College in Israel, in Sea Galilee. Um, the running order for the uh, uh, event is uh, Yoav will speak for 30 minutes and then we'll have questions, okay? If you hold any questions you have until the talk is finished, and we'll probably take about a couple of questions at a time. Let me just say a little bit about our speaker uh, this afternoon, uh, Yoav Kapshuk, who's the assistant professor at Kinneret College at the Sea of Galilee, Israel. He's uh, actually well known to us in the LSE Middle East Centre because he was a uh, visiting fellow last summer. Uh, he also has an affiliation with the Peace Research Institute in Frankfurt and a uh, postdoctoral fellow at the Ben-Gurion University of Negev. He uh, received his PhD in political science and international relations from Tel Aviv University. The um, original bio I had from him was a bit shorter. This more extended bio is really impressive because it mentions that um, his work on transitional justice and peace processes, um, uh, developing a database on that, um, won the 2018 Best Doctoral Thesis Award from the Israel Political Science Association. Well done. And the Thanks. 2018 Best PhD Paper Award from the Israeli Association for International Studies. Well done again. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. His research Thanks. focuses on peace processes, transitional justice, conflict resolution, and the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. So please join me in welcoming Yoav to the LSC. Thank you. Thanks. Um, good afternoon, and thank you very much for coming. Uh, I want to thank uh, the Middle East Center, uh, Rosa and Michael, and um, the issue that I'm going to talk about uh, is a part of my research about transitional justice. Um, my research on the PhD was more uh, comprehensive on uh, transitional justice worldwide uh, in peace processes. Uh, I built a data set of uh, 72 peace processes with the um, elements of transitional justice like truth, reconciliation, reparations, prison release, and etc. Um, now, uh, today we'll talk about something that uh, is more um, even uh, connected to me as uh, someone who born in, in Israel. Uh, uh, I live in Jaffa. Um, so I'm going to take the case study of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict uh, in uh, some comparison with the Colombian uh, recently, uh, recent peace process. Uh, so I start with saying that one of the most contentious issues in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is the demand, demand for the right of return for Palestinian refugees and their descendants who fled or were expelled from their homes in 1948 war. This war and the refugee issue is a key, a, a key, a key year in a conflict perceived as a war of 
independence for Israelis and Nakba catastrophe for Palestinians. The issue of right of return is uh, in the heart of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and it's uh, uh, one of the most important issue in the collective identity of Palestinians but both, both but also of Israelis. However, in August 2018, the former U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Nikki Haley, said that the issue of the right of return should be off the table in future negotiations between Israelis and Palestinians. A week later, U.S. President Donald Trump said, I stopped massive amounts of money that we were paying to the Palestinians, UNRWA, um, UNRWA is the no United Nations Relief Works and Agency for Palestinian Refugees. And he also said to the Palestinians, you will get money, but we are not paying you until you make a deal. If you don't make a deal, we are not paying. So, according to experts from both sides, those acts, these acts and those uh, um, uh, um, quotes, considered a strategy to erase the issue of Palestinian refugees from any future negotiation. However, any peace deal that does not include the refugee issue is empty and hopeless, because this particular issue stands at the heart of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and remains alive and kicking. So this presentation suggests to treat the controversy surrounding the right of return using a more complex and comprehensive approach. So to do that, I start with explaining traditional justice and through the Colombian peace agreements. Then I show the Palestinian refugee issue in previous negotiations between Israelis and Palestinians. And the third part will be policy recommendations, traditional justice in future Israeli-Palestinian peace process if it will be, it not look like it will be some, some, someone soon. Before I start, I'm going to say that the key to the recommendation is to stop ignoring the party's conflicting narratives and start to touch the ghost of 1948 through a transitional justice approach which addresses the past while taking into account also what each party cannot give up. Also the strong party. So traditional justice according to the UN is measures designed to come to terms with large-scale past injustices. Promin prominent contributions view traditional justice as a post-conflict instrument. Since past injustices should not be discussed during the negotiation stage, because members of the societies in conflict are not yet ready for that, because its sensitivity, because it's talk about the issue about the past, the past injustices. So the, 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 uh, one of the, uh, of the traditional justice uh, um, approaches saying it should be only discussed after the peace agreement is signed, meaning in the post-conflict uh, uh, stage or peace-building stage. However, as the Colombian peace process demonstrated, I show immediately, 
The issue of transitional justice was key for reaching the final agreement there in, in 2016. This is because transitional justice provisions or elements have an affinity with principles of restorative justice, mainly truth and reconciliation. So we, we, we look at transitional justice from a political bargaining perspective. So it means that a key feature of transitional justice is that it does not seek absolute justice, but rather a doable and trans transformative one. The past is re-examined, but from a forward-looking perspective, focus on the future relations between the parties of the conflict. Together with addressing past injustices for the victims, traditional justice also considers what the perpetrator group cannot give up, which creates a scenario in which traditional justice does not seek an eye for an eye. So as the Colombian peace process between the government and the FARC guerrillas demonstrate, the issue of transitional justice was key for reaching the final agreement. The agreement on victims, this is one of the partial agreements that were signed through the, the peace process, contained elements for transitional justice that stipulated FARC leaders would receive reduced punishments in return for cooperating with the Colombian Truth and Reconciliation Commission. So instead of being uh, many, many years in jail, the compromise in the Colombian peace process was to take part each one of the uh, perpetrators to, that they can take part in the truth commission, apologize, pay a compensation, and then will get a reduced punishment. Former Colombian president, Juan Manuel Santos claimed traditional justice represented in their case, the maximum amount of justice that allow us to have peace. He means the maximum amount of justice for the victims because the absolute justice will be a prosecution and a, a many years in jail for each one that did atrocities. For many years, the FARC didn't agree to start a peace process or to uh, become a political party if their, uh, people, their people or the fighter will be in jail. And it's um, didn't uh, bring a continuation of the peace process as it did in the last peace process that ended with a comprehensive agreement in 2016. The maximum, the maximum amount of justice that the uh, journal Manuel Santos meant can be viewed as a strategy during negotiations that serve as a metric for accountability that prevents both prosecution and forgetfulness. Commit commitment to provide truth and reconciliation allow both parties to claim they have provided accountability mechanisms. This strategy balances the demand for criminal justice on the one hand with the demand for blanket amnesty on the other hand. 
So before I took it to the Israeli-Palestinian uh, 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 case, I want to talk a, li a little about previous negotiation between Israelis and Palestinians on the refugee issue. The issue, uh, um, the issue of, was not part of the 1993-95 Oslo agreements since the parties decided that the core issues of the conflict would be discussed during final status negotiations based on the UN Resolution 242 and 338. So the issue was seriously or discussed in 2000 in Stockholm that it was a secret talks between the parties before the Camp David summit in July 2000 and after that, President Clinton parameters in December 2000 and Tab summit in January 2001. Uh, the issue was partly discussed in uh, uh, Olmert Abu Mazen uh, Annapolis summit. So before the Camp David summit uh, in Stockholm, the sites agreed to create an international fund for Palestinian refugee compensation. So the issue of compensation, it was not part of the, uh, um, of the controversy because both sides agreed about the compensation, uh, but for, from an international fund that Israel, Israel will be part of it. But the meaning of an international fund, fund is that Israel will not take the responsibility, mean that if Israel was the party that gave the compensation, it means the, the responsibility for the Nakba. Israel rejected Palestinian demands that refugees be given the choice to return to Israel and that Israel recognize the right of return. It, this was a, in a working paper that would have constituted a draft of the framework agreement and this, those uh, 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 agreement of the, of the fund for the comp compensation was written in this paper. At the Camp David summit, the parties addresses core issues, including the refugee issue, but no changes in the parties opposing positions were articulated. Some years later, uh, Prime Minister Ehud Barak, that was then the Prime Minister for Israel said in an in interview in Haaretz newspaper, newspaper that I approached Arafat and found out that he did not wish to solve the problem of 1967, but rather the problem of 1947 in Camp David. Dennis Ross, Middle East Peace Envoy then, said about Camp David, our parameters acknowledge that the Palestinians needed the right of return, but that Israel must have the sovereign right to determine who could be admitted to Israel. These parameters were proposed in detail in December 2000 at B Bill Clinton's last attempt to bring the parties to agreement on the core issues. According to Clinton, it would be difficult for the Palestinian leadership to renounce the right of return. But 
He also said that Israel felt return was a threat to a Jewish character. So then Clinton proposed two options, two possible formulations. One, both sides acknowledge the right of return to historical Palestine. And two, both sides recognize the Palestinians' right of return to their homeland. So the, the, the thing was that what will be the word to where the Palestinian will, Israel will recognize the return. So uh, uh, I will say about uh, it something soon, but Clinton also claimed or stated that there is no specific right of return to Israel itself in these Clinton parameters. In response, the Palestinians refer to the UN Resolution 194, which provides that the refugees will return to their homes rather than to their homeland or to historical Palestine. This Palestinian position was also expressed at the Taba summit in January 2001, a summit that was held after the uh, broke of the Al-Aqsa Intifada and it was like a month or even less before the Israeli next elections, um, when uh, Ehud Barak uh, um, lost uh, his uh, government to uh, Ariel Sharon. The Palestinians also demanded a clear acknowledgement of Israel's moral and legal responsibility for the forced displacement and dispossession of the Palestinian civilian populations during the 1948 war and for preventing the refugees from returning to their homes. So in, in the Taba summit, um, um, Miguel Moratinos, that was the EU uh, rep uh, representative to the, to the talk, uh, um, said that it was the most serious negotiation or discussion about the refugee issue, although there, will, there, there was, were no agreements on it. The Israeli positions um, to the Palestinian position, or, or in return, the Israeli side argued that the wish to return as per wording of the UN Resolution 194 shall be implemented within the framework of several possibilities, including the West Bank and Gaza, with, in which only a small number of refugees will be allowed to return to Israel's uh, uh, territories. Moreover, Israel agreed to express its sorrow for the tragedy of the Palestinian refugees, but not accept moral responsibility. Since the Taba summit, there have been various attempts to reach a permanent agreement. The most serious one in the 2007 Annapolis summit between Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas and Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Olmert. However, no progress has been, had been made on the refugee issue. So, so, so this issue, there, there, there is two uh, um, elements that, that are controversial. First is the acknowledgement uh, uh, of the of the of the refugee issue so it's more symbolic and recognitive or, or recognition element and the, there's the implementation 
of the of the return, what will be done in the actually, and together with the implementation, there is the, the issue of the compensation and reparations that is more uh, agreeable. Although um, the, the, the after 2001 in Tabasumi there were no progress in the issue or in reaching an agreement on the issue of the refugees between both sides, I claim and many others that the refugees, Palestinian refugee issue cannot be erased. In recent years, and especially since Trump became president and as I show in the beginning of the presentation, There are attempts to eliminate the, eliminate the key issues of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and to establish the here and now facts on the ground, regardless of Palestinian interests. Sooner or later, the key issues of the conflict, including the refugee issue, will re-emerge. It cannot be erased because it is central to the collective identity of both groups, especially what happened in the 1948 war. Moreover, in such a scenario when the right of return issue is once again on the agenda, the option of two independent states or the two-state solution may no longer be feasible, even if probably even now we can say it mostly or most of the chances that it is not any more feasible. At which point the solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict will reside in some form of one state encompassing the area of mandatory Palestine, from the Mediterranean to the Jordan River. Nevertheless, in any kind of framework other than a two-state solution, Palestinians and Israelis will continue to be, to be two disquenchable national groups, and the issue of the Palestinians' right of return would still be at the heart of the, of the relationship because it is at the heart of the conflict. So for, for, for the future that there will be a negotiation and will be truth meaning to reach agreement in a scenario of a two-state or in a scenario of, of a one-state, if it will a, a democratic state and, and not an apartheid state. So I'm only talking about a scenario that does not exist now that the parties will be ready to reach agreement. It's very important because I'm, I'm dealing in the transition of justice in, the, in, 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 in a negotiation frame from a political bargaining perspective. So if that will be a central part of the transition of justice approach includes acknowledgments of past injustices. To this end, it is recommended that Israel would agree to acknowledge the Palestinians' right of return to their homes since this is where they lived until they became refugees. This act by Israel would acknowledge the leg legitimacy of the Palestinian people because according to the Palestinian narrative, in the year of 1948, a country and, and its people disappeared from both map and dictionaries. A step that will reduce Israel's fear of acknowledging the right of return is for the Palestinian side to acknowledge a Jewish people with a connection to the land of Israel. This will be effective because for most Israelis, a recognition of a right of return for Palestinians is equivalent to an elimination of the state of Israel as a shelter for Jews. 
Another central part of the traditional justice approach is to take into account what the perpetrator or the other sides cannot give up. The interest of Israel, according to the Israeli narrative, is to prevent the return of refugees to territories within Israel, since it would threaten the state's Jewish character and the Zionist project. This is why, simultaneously with the Israeli agreement to acknowledge the Palestinians' right of return to their homes, the Palestinians will agree in the same agreement, in the same uh, uh, comprehensive agreement that will end the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, the Palestinians will agree that on a practical level there would be only a symbolic and limited return of refugees to Israel, terri Israel territories, however with the possibility of choosing to return to the territory of the future Palestinian state or to a third countries around the world. As was agreed to in previous negotiations, it is recommended that any future agreement also provide for the creation of an international fund to compensate Palestinian refugees with rehabilitation in the place, if they will choose to stay in the place they are, or in a third country, or in the, the uh, West Bank and Gaza. In this presentation, I treated the controversy surrounding the right of return using a traditional justice approach which addresses the past while considering what each party cannot give up in the future. Traditional justice was utilized in the Colombian case in which commitment to provide truth and reconciliation allowed both parties to claim they had provided accountability mechanisms. It recommends that in future negotiations, Israel will acknowledge the Palestinians' right of return to their homes, an act that will function as an alternative to refugees returning on a practical level, an issue that has derailed the negotiations until now. It is also recommended that the Palestinian side acknowledge the connection of the Jewish people to the land of Israel, because for most Israelis, the recognition of a right of return for Palestinians is equivalent to elimination of the Israeli state as a shelter for Jews. I conclude with a quote for uh, Hussein Aga, a Palestinian negotiator, who took part in many uh, negotiations as Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas confident man. He, he said uh, uh, that uh, these words. In all the negotiations I was involved in, I argued that Israelis has their narratives and Palestinians had their narratives and we shouldn't waste time dis disputing them. And this was the common uh, approach in the, all the uh, ten years of the Oslo uh, peace agreement, that we are not looking at the past, we are not dealing with narratives, we only look at the future. What he said that I now think that approach doesn't work. You keep being pulled back into the original issues. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't have to remind you about timing, which was great. Are you yeah, how much, is, how much it took? No, you're fine, yeah, that's good. 20 minutes, 30. Yeah, no, that's good, that's good. Okay. Yeah, it gives us more time for, for questions and discussion. Okay, so what I 
um, suggests is we'll have questions from the floor. We'll probably take rounds of questions, two to three questions per round. Um, as I said at the start, if you want to ask a question, please try and make your um, contribution a question as opposed to a, a long statement. And um, the guiding principle always at LSE, and I know most of you perhaps have been to previous events, is that uh, we do this in, a, in an orderly, civil manner. Okay, so hopefully everybody is in that mood today. Um, I can I actually, I'm going to abuse my chair's prerogative and start off with a question and then we'll go to the floor if that's fine with you. Mm -hmm. um, I was struck by that, that um, quote at the end, Yoav, about we can't, do not dispute individual national narratives that gets us nowhere. And it made me think the extent to which justice is um, able to join together different national understandings, because presumably, and perhaps you have some um, insights from the Colombian case, there, there are disputes over the boundaries of justice, over what justice involves, over what justice does not involve, and different parties will have different meanings of justice. And I'm kind of curious how if there are any lessons from the Colombian case about um, reaching some kind of common understanding of what justice means, and is that something they have to work hard at to find some sort of cross-community notion of justice? And if so, where do they go to? Do they go to abstract notions of justice? Do they go to some kind of Colombian sort of uh, ideas of justice, to law? Where? Okay, I, I, I want to say about the Colombian case, this. But the, the, the referendum that was after the first uh, uh, comprehensive agreement, uh, the, the people rejected the agreement. Why they rejected it? They, because of that many were disappointed that FARC do, will not go to, will not be in, in prosecution, will not go to jail. So in the, in, and, and then the parties uh, meet, met again and uh, signed a new comprehensive uh, peace agreement that didn't uh, m make many changes on the traditional justice issue. But the, I, I think that this is exactly the, the, um, the I think the power of, of traditional justice. It is true that probably in each case that uh, traditional justice will be uh, um, discussed and agreed, there will be from both sides uh, um, many to, that will be that will disagree. If you take it to the uh, Israeli-Palestinian case, even about not the right of return, uh, you take the, uh, about the, um, terror attacks. So, to release prisoners in the Oslo Agreement, or, and, and even uh, in the Netanyahu period, period that uh, um, um, Obama uh, um, uh, um, uh, was, it was very important for him, for the American uh, um, officials, to, 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 to release prisoners. So for many Israelis, it was very difficult, because they said those prisoners uh, murder an Israeli. Or on the opposite side, uh, uh, if you look about uh, uh, um, Palestinians that think about uh, um, Israelis, mostly soldiers, that killed their family. 
So as happened also in North Ireland, the, 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 um, when you release the prisoners, it's very difficult to many of the, to, to both parties, but on the other, on the one hand, but on the other hand, it's a kind of a way to the peace. Here, we are not, the transition justice here in the Colombian case and the Israeli-Palestinian case is not instead of the accountability. This is uh, its power that it's another kind of accountability, that it's accountability in the recognition aspect, for as, as was also in South Africa, okay, that uh, um, the, you, you take part in the, in the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, you apologize, and then you uh, not, uh, and you get some kind of amnesty, not a blanket amnesty. And of course it's controversial. So in the Colombian case, the, f the, the fact that the, the former prime ministers agree not to demand a full or absolute justice that means prosecution. He agreed to compromise with it, that which one of the FARC and or, or also the army that take part in, in, in truth is called there the comprehensive peace, a justice, peace, reparation, and non-repetition a system. Each one that will agree to be part of it will get reduced punishment, but he get responsibility for what he done. Actually, it's not so easy there. I mean, the, the, now there is a, another government, a rightist government that are against the peace agreements in the Colombia, so we cannot know what will happen and if it will be a success or not in the end. So if you back to the Israeli-Palestinian right of return issue, of course, that for Palestinians, refugees, uh, or, or, or the generation after that, if they are here or, or were here or here, what I am saying, they say, okay, the, what are you talking? We have the right to return to our homes, and I can agree with them, and I feel what they say, and I say, okay, they are they are right. The right, the right needed to give to be given to them. But if we are looking at a political bargaining perspective of negotiation. And I can tell also as an Israeli, uh, I, I do not see a scenario, at least in our um, short, I, I mean in the next years, that there will be a return of millions of Palestinians because it's politically uh, not something that I see agreement on it. I, uh, by the way, I cannot see even my suggestion here that it can be politically in, in this day, but it is more something that can, if, if I talk to other Israelis, and I do it as an Israeli, and it's more something that many can agree on it. Although it has a lot of implication to their collective identity or to our, as an Israeli, collective identity. What is the meaning of acknowledging uh, past injustices, but I think if we, or if Israel won't exist in the future as a society, so it's important to, in this way or other, take responsibility of the past. I'm not sure I answer you, but sorry for the... No, thank you very much. Okay, let's open it up to the floor. I'm looking for like a couple of... Um, all right, we'll start here. Okay, uh, thank you very much. Um, then to introduce myself. 
Yeah, so my name is Noah. I'm studying uh, conflict studies here at LSE. And uh, I did my fair share of studies about the transition on justice, so it was very interesting. Uh, and I wanted to ask that you, you said that uh, both sides are currently not ready for acknowledging, you know, going through that transitional justice process. And knowing uh, from my experience that uh, international intervention and discourse about Israel and Palestine aggregates things on the ground to a great extent, uh, are you in the opinion that they need to continue fighting and tire, get tired of the fighting at some point, or should there be an uh, international intervention? Okay, thank you. There are two other hands that went up. This gentleman here. Yeah, um, hi there. Uh, thank you for the presentation. It's very interesting. Um, my name is Omar. I'm doing my PhD at the Department of Government here. Um, so I, I found interesting the analogy between Colombia and, and, and Israel, but there, I think there are two deep, important differences, right? The first one is, of course, there is no issue with the right of return to uh, in Colombia. That's not uh, on the table, so to speak. Uh, because there are many Colombians coming and no one that doesn't want them there, right? And, and the second one, I think, is the type of conflict, or type of warfare. Because, of course, in the Colombian case, you have both parties that are heavily armed, uh, so the FARC had, uh, um, were, were, were able to impose um, damage that the Palestinians at the moment cannot impose. So there was no, uh, there was an incentive to finish the war with high casualties, whereas in the case of Israel, there is no incentive at the moment, right, to finish the conflict. Um, and, and really the case is, you know, what is the incentive for, uh, especially the Israeli, the Israeli side, uh, that's what I'm interested in, in, uh, in ending this conflict that is not even an issue in the uh, election as at the moment. Thank you. And uh, um, what at the back by the door, gentlemen? Uh, my name is Howard. I didn't study here, but I studied at King's You have great presentation. And I suppose my question is, um, you said about it's unlikely to happen with the kind of political scenario that's going on in Israel at the moment with Netanyahu and people like that. But do you think the worldview that you're kind of suggesting, this approach to trans, um, to kind of justice, is would it have any type of political uptake at all in Israel? Would there be any type of party or grouping that might have an appetite for that type of new approach? Do you think? Do we, what do you mean? I, I, I didn't understand the last... Uh, so I think probably it's unlikely that the, the current political administration in Israel would be particularly interested in what you've mm. Do you see a different type of... Um, is, is it more likely to play more towards the left in Israel mm -hmm. or a particular demographic in Israel that might mm. be more interested? I suppose, mm -hmm. would there be a future party coming along or a future movement that might be more interesting. Okay. Okay. Thank you for those three questions. Okay. Um, thank you, Ayusat Noah. Thank you. Um, I, I think that international intervention in peace process, as was in the past, I think it's, it's important. Uh, now, I, I mean not as Trump is doing, because now for the Palestinians, I think I agree with them, Trump cannot be a mediator, uh, like a honest, because it looks like that he is for the Israelis, in the Israeli side, but I think a, an intervention in kind of 
third party that both sides will if 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 it's a scenario that can be i think it cannot be now but i can see a scenario that it it can it that it it can be and and in that case i also say um to omar it's it's also connected to to the uh, incentives of if if there is so 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 for so so for that i think that third party is important uh, secondly i think that in many situations, now if you can see most israelis Uh, for example, in Tel Aviv, are living without any connection to the Israel-Palestinian conflict. Um, especially if, if you are not uh, looking at the uh, news, and even if you look at the news, as you say, the, 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 the next elections, it's not on the agenda, th this issue. I think it's, it's, it's very sad because it's... it's For, uh, for my, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, all the years, the issue of the Israel-Palestinian conflict back to the agenda again and again, because it's, it's there, it's central. It's there the is a, since the beginning of the 20th century. It's called the, the second Aliyah, the second immigration of called is Jews from Europe their uh, um, connection to the Palestinians, uh, indigenous, and, 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 and after that, the 1948 war, those events are so deep in the collective identity of both groups that I do not think that this issue can be erased or the, the, uh, the, even the, the conflict. So two years ago, it was the, uh, uh, not a terror attack, but uh, how it's called, uh, in Hebrew, terror mitabdim, I don't know how it's, so, yeah, but it's for, for, for uh, what I mean, each year or each two, three years, there's a new escalation. And uh, if, if, if they will, uh, so I think we cannot, Israel will not ignore it. And of course, it's also connection to what will happen in the world if the uh, Trump and uh, the, 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 everything like that, um, I mean, that the human rights are less and less important or in the agenda, so I think it also affects the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. That, because you know that in the 80s and the beginning of the 90s, the Oslo Accord wasn't, I mean, it was connected to what happened in discourse, or democratic discourse in the world. Uh, and then, so, So I see incentive by the, by, and the, that it will, the, it will come. Uh, and I think that the site will be on the negotiation table, even if they now do not want to, if the Israeli side uh, uh, doesn't want to. Um, and, and, and to Howard, uh, thank you for the questions. I think this uh, kind of uh, uh, solution that I suggest He, today in Israel, many right-wing uh, right or, or rightists, even, even settlers, that I not agree with them on many things, and, and, and I still hope to a two-state solution, but I not see it realistic uh, uh, happening. And now they are going to a uh, kind of 
I, I hope it will not be an apartheid state. I'm not, I hope there will not be annexation of the, of the territories in, in the next government. But uh, uh, the issue of the right of return, the, the acknowledgement of the past, I think for many Israelis, they will agree to acknowledge it. Uh, um, if it comes together with the understanding that they are not going to be a second holocaust, because all the time this is what, I, I mean, an idea of millions of Palestinians that's coming back to Tel Aviv and, 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 and Jaffa and Haifa and Akka and every city for Israelis is the second, is, is second holocaust. So this is kind of what it's in their mind. So if it comes together, it will be a compensation, it will be acknowledgement, and together with understanding that it will not be a real return to that will, the Israelis will, will need to find another place, I think it can be a, a, an option that, uh, it, let's, see that, let's say that it can be more, um, less controversial option than returning back the territories and evacuating the what? Uh, mil uh, 300,000 settlers that unfortunately I don't see it happen in, in, in this reality now. Okay, thank you. Next few questions, start off here. something and, and I, then I will continue maybe and we'll get from you another um, to, to, to know exactly what you ask. There's some, I mean in, in previous negotiations there were um, attempts to connect 
or between the, the issues, for example, to reach a compromise to take the issue of Jerusalem, the issue of the, of the refugees, and to try to reach compromises on the two issues that, for example, to give up in one issue and to give in another. For example, one of the, the, the possibility was uh, Israel will um, agree that East Jerusalem will be the capital of the Palestinian state, and the Palestinians agree that there will be no return, actual return to the, to the Israeli territories. Um, so th this, I think it was maybe perhaps not in the, the it's more in, in, in recent years that these connections on, or, or com combination are, are, are being raised. Uh, even the, 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 the last uh, negotiation period, period with John Kerry that was a push for it. Um, but I don't know how much it is it can be because, for example, what I'm uh, suggesting is that this kind of acknowledgement and not uh, implement implementation of the right of return, it can be a, a some kind of a solution to, to, to this specific issue. But um, I think that, for example, if you look at the past, in the past, the, uh, in Israel, in the, what kind of the Oslo process, the issue of the right of return w wasn't on the, on the agenda at all. So it was, the, the, and what happened in Israel in the assassination of the Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin was all related to the territories issue, to, where, to borders. Um, and, and, and I think maybe there, there uh, and that, that what the, the negotiator in the beginning thought that, okay, we, try, we start with the borders and then we will continue. And this was what Barak said in its quote, that uh, he, come to, he came to solve the 1967 problems, the war and the, the change of the border, and Arafat came to solve the 1947. Um, that I think it, it is right. I think that Arafat... And I think now it, it's, it's a little funny that Netanyahu and Arafat, I mean, Netanyahu also said all the time that the problem of the conflict is not the 1967 war, but the 1948 war. And that's what Arafat said all the time, or the Palestinians said all the time. Netanyahu say it, says it in order that he means that there will be no solution. I mean, that's his, what he, because that he said, it's the problem in 1948, but... Uh, um, I think that for most Israelis, uh, um, yeah, when you raise the 1948 issue, the, it's kind of uh, very dangerous. Uh, but I'm not sure that I answer you on the second uh, question, half of the question about the Palestinians now. I'm, I'm right or? Yeah, no, yeah, part of the question was about that. But what I mean exactly, for example, so because if you accept a symbolic return, I mean, you, but you don't, are not a practical return. Even though you could settle on numbers, but then you're, you're, you're protecting what Israel sees as its demographic balance, right? But the Palestinians abroad, they would say, no, but I, I don't, I don't want to settle on this. Now, if I may, I also, I, I'd like to ask a second question. 
that it relates to that. So one of the things is that, but the settlement also, they are related to your connection uh, uh, to this idea of, of, of colonizing the land, linking to idea of a Jewish connection to the land, right? So again, the Jewish character is that. What I mean, the, trans the transitional justice shouldn't deal with this, this how the Jewish Israelis will have to compromise also with the Palestinians. And then from that, you tackle all the issues. You know what I mean? I know this is much harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I, I want to to the second, the second question is you say there is you, you, you quoted a, a Palestinian negotiator, right? But I, I want your opinion on that. If you think there is a problem for peace and not in the Israeli side sense that they say that there's no one to talk to on the other side. But the Palestinians are so fragmented right now, right? Actually Mahmoud Abbas actually like he touched on waters when he said, I'm from Safa but I don't want to go back. He was criticized all the way. So one thing is this thing about the Jewish character, and the other one, okay, which Palestinian would actually be able to say, okay, let's give up on that? Okay, we'll hold that here because we have a question here. Um, yeah, um, I'm a retired businessman, do personal research on the conflict, and have written a small booklet. Um, arguing that the Jews in the West Bank, Palestinians in particular, are originally one and the same people, which accounts for the phenomenon of two, apparently the world sees them as two different peoples, um, chasing over every single square inch of the same piece of land. And the fact that they're the same people comes out in the DNA. I'm not a scientist or DNA specialist, but anyone interested in this issue will have to account for the extreme similarity between DNA of Palestinians and DNA of Jews. And um, the question I want to ask you is, I've listened to your presentation with great interest, but you presumably must be aware, and I'm sure the audience is aware, and the question is why, um, the United Nations have accorded to the Palestinians um, something not accorded to any other body of refugees, which since 1948, of course, there have been many, many refugees all over the world in many, many conflicts. And what they've accorded to the Palestinians is that it can be inherited, that you can inherit a refugee status. I wonder why you think that was the case. Okay, thank mm -hmm. you. Any other questions? We'll take a third one on this round. Yeah. Right at the back, thank you. Um, a big feature of the Colombian peace process is that it's a victim of victims' rights, and there were a lot of sessions set up to collaborate with victims and hear their sort of points of view of what they wanted to secure from the peace process. Obviously, victims' rights and right return seems to be the main one that we've talked about today, but I was just wondering what other victims' rights you think will play a big role in the peace process? What are the other things that victims on both sides of the conflict will be looking to procure from the peace process aside from the right of return? Good. I don't understand the end of the question. What, I mean, what, what, what other rights could be claimed under a transitional justice framework aside from right of return? Uh, more, more, other, that, other types of rights, mm -hmm. yes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. Okay. Um, thank you for the question. Let's start with um, Artur. 
Um, first, about the fragmentation in, uh, for the Palestinians, it's 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 uh, of of course it's um, it's it's the, the the reality is it make very difficult to reach agreement. The fragmentation of the Palestinians. There is many reasons for that. Part of it is Israel interest that it will be. Other is Palestinians' uh, uh, interest. Um, that's something that, for now, I I, I think that for now, uh, if, for example, there will be a, a peace process with Abu Ma with Mahmoud Abbas, it's true that it will be difficult to say, okay, he is the representative of, of all the Palestinians. I think now it's, it's this is not a, a, a small problem. Um, although I'm not, don't want even to think what will be after him. Uh, having said that, if, you, if there will be a negotiation, I think that those issues need to be on the agenda, and, this, the, the, and, and those suggestions. I, I agree with you that the situation on the ground now is very, very problematic. Um, and, and I'm, as, as a human being, and also as living in, 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 in this area, it's, it's worried me a lot. Um, another thing about the refugees themselves and, and the, the uh, descendants, um, I think that maybe another op uh, uh, possibility is to maybe to add that, or to, that in the negotiations will be representative of the refugees community. This maybe can be more give legitimacy to decisions that will be will be done uh, and I think that it, uh, for, we, we know from other uh, places on the world that in many cases most refugees are not returning uh, but of course it's many years passed since 1948 although I cannot put myself in the place of a refugee family um, about your first or other questions there is option, for example, there is a movement called Eretz Lekulam in Hebrew, a land for everyone. They, or, or in the past they called one land, two stations. They trying to, 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 to support a kind of confederation that will be like, uh, there will be two states but a confederation. The refugees that return, they could, can return to everywhere in, in the area, also to Israel, but they will not be citizens. They will be like um, uh, they, they will live, they will be the, get the right to live and to work, but they, know, they will be a citizens of the Palestinian state, and the settlers will be on the territories, they will be citizens of Israel, but they will be able to live in territories. Uh, I don't see it happen now, uh, but, but it's uh, also one of the uh, scenarios if the two-state solution, as we see, is, is dead, is already dead or almost dead. Um, about, um, what's your name, Jeffrey? I'm Jeffrey. Jeffrey, thank you for your questions. Um, 
If we, we look objectively, we can say why the Palestinians, is, why the heritage of the refugees, okay? We can say, okay, and it's, there's many reasons for that. A, a, a political reason, of course, the Palestinian side politically wanted it to continue uh, the name of the new bond, or the name of Akko and Jaffa and, and the refugee camp and all, all but it, it, what the important thing that it's the, the, the identity, the collective identity is, is the refugee, so it's 1948. Um, and I think for me, or for, if we look at from a negotiation perspective, even if we said, okay, it's a politically heritage that in other cases it, it's not happened, but it's still a very, I, I mean, the dispute or the issue is still, it is exist. I mean, even if it's a not fair or something like that, it, it still exists. Um, and I think that even mostly for, for, for me, as a, uh, that I was born in Israel, but the Holocaust and what happened is very much in me because of the education, the, the issue of refugees and etc. You know, I am still, we still be learned or talk or every year about the past in, in Europe and the Holocaust. So it's still it's also alive. So, okay, I, I don't have the right to, I have also a, a German uh, passport, so I also have kindly a, a, a right to return to Germany. I mean, so it's also an example that, so it's not like the Palestinians, but it still exists also for Jews, the past, not for everyone. Well, um, and to... Sasha. Um, it's very interesting uh, to think about other aspects that traditional justice supports can influence, for example, if you think about Jerusalem. So it's also interesting to think about solution in, about Jerusalem that you can kindly um, distinguish dis maybe between the symbolic uh, aspect and actual aspect. For example, there's some solution that uh, uh, there will be in the uh, um, that the places uh, on the East Jerusalem in the old city of Jerusalem will be um, part, I mean, be, be above the land it will be Palestinian uh, sovereignty, below the land it will be Israeli sovereignty. I'm not sure it's a transitional justice, but it's kind of, um, it isn't to try to adjust other uh, um, uh, issues to, to, to that. Um, you, and I, one of the, of the issues can be the, the demand of Netanyahu that the Palestinians recognize Israel as a Jewish state. In the past, I thought, okay, why he raised this demand? Okay, he raised it because he wanted that there will be no peace process. So I think I, 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 I think that, but maybe there also can be kind of in the same agreement this kind of acknowledgement of the Palestinians but in the same agreement also to Israel acknowledge that the Palestinian citizens of Israel are equal and have the same rights because now with the national law it's 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 the Arabic is not anymore a, a official language I think it's very bad um, but uh, I think I, I will 
try to ask to 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 think about your questions uh, also in the future how 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 it can be done so thanks thank you anybody else Over here. I mean, thank you for the interaction. I don't study anything, but very interested in the Middle East. I am one of them. Since the problem started from 1948, it's clearly the Palestinians have missed many opportunities to solve their own problem. On top of it, the Arab leader responsible for them because they are the one who encouraged them in 1948 to leave their home in order to throw the Jews in the sea. And even a few days, and now it's 71 years, it's too long. Yes, poor Palestinians suffered a lot because of their bad leadership. How about to solve, look at Israel, they had plenty of refugees from Arab land, Jewish land. Nobody talked about them. Nobody, more than 800,000 Jewish refugees from Arab land. You don't see no Jews in Syria, Egypt, Lebanon, all these countries, no Jews, they gone refugees. Nobody talked about them. They take about the Palestinians because there is a business out of it. So you have to go to the real issue. The Arab leader got to take responsibility for their action and to give him statehood, if they want to, of course, and to do something about it. How long can you last? It's terrible to think what's happening. How long can you fight all the time and don't these people die for nothing? For nothing. Thank you. Okay, thank you. I, I agree with some of what you are saying. I, firstly, I want to say that as someone that studying also the Jews from Arab countries, they really, there, there's a lot of discrimination against them in Israel. Used to be. I'm okay. Uh, now, now. <laughs> but, but, no, no, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that. I understand you. No, because if you, if you see, see compare, who live in the, if you, if you look economically in, in the society of Israel, or social, from social uh, perspective, you see there's, uh, um, that the poor are from uh, Jews from Arab countries called Mizrahim, okay? And, the, uh, um, and, and more uh, um, um, rich are Ashkenazim from, and, and, and it's connected to many things like warrior will uh, vote in the, in the, in the parliament, etc. What you say about the Palestinians and leadership? Firstly, this is, I, I'm not uh, um, uh, this, uh, um, say that the Arab leader didn't say to the Palestinians, okay, leave the, the, your place and you can back after we will uh, win the war. war. Firstly, most of the Palestinians, they were, they, they, they were not take part in the war. They were like in now, uh, uh, Tel Aviv University, it was a village of Palestinians, okay? Uh, or, or, or Masmiya, it's a, a, another village of Palestinians. They live there, uh, uh, and, and, and the war suddenly uh, happened for, for most of them. Even though, even if it's, the, 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 when they, after the war, they try to back to their places. 
So even if we can say, we, we can agree that Israel is not responsible for their runaway, if you, even if, if you can say so, and it's because Arab leader, etc., there is no uh, discussion that Israel not let them return to their homes. This is, uh, they're called Mistanenim, and if they came to the border, they were killed. Okay, and I, I can also find a legitimacy for also for that, but I don't, I don't want to, but I think that even if we can blame the Arab leaders, and even we can blame the Palestinian that as the center say, they, in every situation, they lose their chances to take something. Even so, I, as an Israeli, know that the continuation of this situation is very, very bad for me. Because there is an implication of the whole society, this conflict, the soldiers are uh, in the territories, after that they, they are returning to their homes and, and what they see, and that they, there is an influence on the society. A society of conflict, militarily, militaristic society, I want this conflict will be over. And I think the refugee issue is one of the core issues that will about this issue being uh, agreement on it, the conflict will not be over. So that, while though what you say, it's still relevant that we all would want that the conflict will, will end, we'll deal with it. The Arab leader has to take responsibility for their action and to solve their problem as well. Because clearly, Israel won't give him the right of return after 71 years or so. So how long can you carry on talking about this? Thing? Okay, yeah, thank you. Thanks. Point made. Thank you. Anybody else? I, I perhaps kind of following up from that theme from a, a couple of uh, speakers about the challenge for the use of transitional justice in this context. I'm thinking of um, the, the kind of the special status of Palestinian refugees. I was thinking that there was a UN Human Rights Council report early in the week about the uh, uh, um, alleged Israeli culpability for um, the uh, fatalities in Gaza with the protests. And, of course, Israelis um, see the Human Rights Council as completely compromised politically. And there's this... There's this um, charge of exceptionalism of course that the why are we held to this these standards that nobody else is held to why are we why are we faced with particular categories e.g. Palestinian refugees that other countries don't face you know this this is this is uh, deeply unfair and deeply uh, disrespectful to who we are our history and so forth and it makes me think about the 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 the, the, the challenges of um, employing categories in which you say, well, we use these categories elsewhere, so transitional justice, it's fair that they might be of relevance here, without thinking about the extent to which these categories are sometimes so politicised here. I mean, use the example of the UN. Is it possible now for a UN body to, to be involved in the peace process in a way which is respected by the Israelis as well as the Palestinians? Would it have to be somebody outside the UN system? Because, at least for the Israelis, at least certain elements of the UN are, are seen as completely biased 
for whether you agree with that or not. Uh, yeah, I agree with you that um, uh, for the, 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 the current government in Israel of, and for many of the society, uh, they look at the UN. It's not that it cannot be a body that is a mediator, although um, I think it's depend on, 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 on you know, it, 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 it's the sa you, you can say, okay, this, uh, why toward Israel there's um, demands, as you said, that not all the demands are for other countries. And it's, I think it's another question that for me as an Israeli, okay, I can say, okay, it's not fair. But, okay, what, what after that? Uh, did, did, does it change the situation? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's ma probably many reasons. Maybe that uh, it's connected to the past and to the Holocaust and the Jews were in Europe and, and, and to the history. And the, may, maybe there's many reasons why this, the, the UN treat Israel in this and that way. Maybe it's connected to Israel as kind of representative of the West in the East. Probably there's many reasons. Uh, I, I think that it will be more important or more um, um, I mean good also if the UN was know how to not that Israel will uh, immediately will say okay UN is not uh, relevant the UN is not uh, cannot be mediator I think it's also there's politically mistakes of of, of some of the of the organization in the UN mm. um, but at the end when I'm thinking about the future of my children in Israel, I think, okay, the, the UN, so for me, I am, even if there's some non-fair categories, uh, as, okay, Palestinian will continue, there is continuous refugees, etc., I think it's, uh, if, if I fight this, I, 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 this was the, the current government doing, I don't see the, the, the progress to anywhere. Mm. I, don't, I mean, if you are an Israeli now, uh, Israeli child or Israeli man or woman, you, you, you see, okay, what the future of this state? If you think about political issues and not put your head into what you do in the same minute, I mean, what is the future to put uh, f f um, walls, around Israel and not to see the Arabs. I mean, this is, by the way, the what called center left in Israel. The, 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 um, now the new party, even the Labour Party. They want, and this is also what Ehud Barak approach was. We want not to see the Palestinians anymore. We want a big wall. But you saw that it didn't work. I mean, it didn't work because many reasons. Because bo maybe because both societies and two uh, uh, one in each other. Many because the settlers. Many because that Ben Gurion didn't uh, um, Ben Gurion, the first past minister of Israel, didn't uh, um, expel all the Palestinians. There's many reasons. But the 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 on on the end. We, I, as Israeli and the Palestinians, are on the same land. And if we will not succeed to reach any kind of solution, I see, and I don't see it happening soon, so it will be uh, worse for them more than us, but also for us, I think. And it's, uh, I think it's very, um, very, very bad. <laughs>
we'll have to finish on that note. Uh, however, <laughs> um, I want to thank Dr. Capture very much for the talk, and I think if there's one positive note we can we can try. I was trying to finish on a positive note. Yes, that's all good. <laughs> we've we've managed to have a discussion about this issue in in such a civil, constructive way. I think. Yeah, is, uh, thank you. So thank you very much for that as an audience as well. Thank you. Thank you.